We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, what's going on? It seems we have some rather big news in the rumor world. And again, no idea if this is valid or not. This is just starting to make the rounds. And I like to think that this could be potentially a step in the right direction, perhaps. Or maybe it would be full of doom and gloom. But let's talk about it. So there's this scooper who apparently has some credibility. My time to shine. Hello. I don't think I've ever heard of them. But they seem to have a decent following. And uh, essentially, they just give scoops and stuff on Hollywood and things like that, I suppose. So they made a post today, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, today, uh, just a few hours ago. And it's already blowing up on the internet. So he says, Kevin Feige is thinking about leaving Marvel and Secret Wars after Secret Wars and take over the Star Wars franchise. Now, this has always been kind of a topic in the Star Wars community. You know, what if Kevin Feige could take over Star Wars? Personally, I don't really know much about Kevin Feige other than his extreme successful ability to navigate the Marvel franchise, at least with the Avengers, right? I think that was probably some of the most engaging moment in uh, CGI Hollywood history and um, superhero movies where we had this franchise that spanned 10 years. And I remember seeing Iron Man in theaters, and I think it was like 2008 or something like that. And it, re- well, to be real. 2002, I believe it was, was Spider-Man that really like started the whole thing. So uh, for me, Marvel has been doing a fantastic job up until the end of Avengers. And to be honest, Endgame for me wasn't really a, a great movie because I just don't like time travel when it comes to anything other than Back to the Future or, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine or something like that. So anyways, my understanding of Kevin Feige and his understanding of like Star Wars lore and stuff, like I just, I don't know how great it is. However, there is a clip of him speaking about it so we can go ahead and actually listen to what he has to say. I think it was around that time, probably in 85, that the West End Games came out. And I read it cover to cover, and it was a wealth of new information. And one of the great things about Star Wars, and one of the things I think that's great about the Marvel characters from the comics and what we try to emulate in the movies, is if you're the kind of person who wants to go see it on opening weekend, our job is to make sure you have a great time. If you want to see it a second time, our job is to make sure there's more there. Third, fourth, fifth time, still more there. And even the deeper you go, there'll be things to reward you. And I learned that directly from Star Wars and from those West End source books. Yeah. Reading about the real names of all the Cantina characters. I didn't know they had names. This is unbelievable. And I'll tell you a secret. We have a cool logo that says Marvel Studios, the first 10 years. That was directly ripped off of my very positive memories of 1987 and Star Wars, the first 10 years. And they called it the first 10 years, which got me excited as a fan to think, well, there'll be more. It must be the first of many. Yeah. Okay, so when it comes to Star Wars, it's an extremely sensitive topic. It's not like something where you can hire, you know, someone to take on uh, some sort of a sci-fi fiction movie that doesn't really have much of a lore or following or anything like that, right? We see that all the time in Hollywood. However, with Star Wars, it's extremely imperative that we have someone who not only understands the lore, but is extremely passionate about it and passionate about the world that George Lucas built 
And this is one of the reasons, you know, a lot of people shit on Dave Filoni for whatever reason. And look, he may not make the best decisions sometimes with literally everything, but nobody ever will. Nobody is ever going to 100% agree with everything that you do. And nobody's ever going to always like you or like whatever you create. It's just the way the world works. We're not all clones. And I think that's beautiful in a sense, right? So we're all different. And I think the thing about Dave Filoni that's so special is that he's always referring to George Lucas in interviews. He's always talking about George Lucas. He's always going back and saying, you know, we have to remember what George created. He created these characters. We have to always respect what he did. And he's always referencing, you know, his boss, George, who created all of this. I wouldn't be here. None of us would be here caring about Star Wars if it wasn't for George Lucas. That's first and foremost. And we must always remember that because I feel like sometimes people forget. So if that's kept in mind and he understands, you know, with Star Wars, you know, especially with making content, I find it to be extremely imperative to not be so focused on the name of every character or, you know, what happened in this scenario and that scenario. That stuff you can look up, you know, on Google in two seconds if you forget. It's important to know, obviously, a lot. But every little thing, even George doesn't know. And he knows the first six movies and the Clone Wars. Everything after that, George doesn't couldn't really tell you much what's going on. So it's really important to understand not just all of these, like, certain events, which Dave Filoni understands, that's why he's the perfect guy, but also to understand the characters and how they would act in certain situations and scenarios. And this is why it's extremely important to not just have a fundamental understanding of the Star Wars galaxy and timeline as a whole, but rather to really understand the characters and how they would process certain situations that you would put them in, right? So it's it's one thing to build a good story with Star Wars, but it's a whole nother dimension and galaxy to understand where these characters would go, how they would think, what they would do, what their responses would be, when put in certain scenarios or hit with certain obstacles, right? So that is the thing that's important. Like The Last Jedi, for example. If you look at it as a story, yeah, okay, it's a good story. It's a story about a guy who lost his faith and then found it back and became the hero that he needed to be for the whole galaxy without even really needing to fight. It was very, I would say, poetic in a sense. But is that the Luke Skywalker that we want? Is that what we have been waiting to see for the last 40 years? Hell no. You know, this could have been uh, maybe a great send-off after the sequel trilogy, okay? This could have been an awesome send-off, perhaps, if Luke was very prominent in Episode 7, very prominent in Episode 8, very prominent in Episode 9, up until the very, very end, where his send-off is something like that. And now he starts his journey into the next realm. That would have been potentially a much better send-off and passing of the baton to Rey, and people would have really been, you know, kind of maybe gotten a kick out of that or enjoyed that a little bit better and not been so pissed off. So with Kevin Feige, I mean, you know, it's not like Kevin Feige's the magic answer, but if he respects these certain things in Star Wars like Dave does, and with Dave, I almost feel like he like changes things almost sometimes too much to his own, what he wants to do, which is fine in a sense. But at the same time, like, you know, when George was there, there were lots of interviews and stuff that I saw where George was like correcting him and like telling him, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. But George is not there anymore. So I like to imagine that they have phone calls and conversations and stuff behind the scenes, but we'll never know about that. So when it comes to Kevin Feige, he has obviously a great understanding of being able to organize and navigate a franchise perfectly, right? He knows how to timeline things in Marvel. You got to do the same thing in Star Wars. So he has that background info. Check. Great. He has the passion for Star Wars. Check. Great. Does he understand the characters? That is what I'm unsure of. That is what I don't. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No, I mean, he very well might understand them better than a lot of us. And he just hasn't had the privilege or the opportunity to really uh, flex that knowledge on the world because he's been focused on Marvel. And that's that's fine, right? So it's really kind of a toss up. You know, a lot of people are getting very excited over the fact of Kevin Feige. And personally, I would be excited too. I think he is probably one of the best choices we have out there. If we have Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and Kevin Feige, I mean, dude, I think that would probably be the Three Musketeers, like the dream team. Most likely. I mean, and they're having conversations and calls with George. No, I mean, get out of here. Forget about it. It's it's going to be something that I think would put Star Wars on the map again and put it in the right direction. Because right now, I believe whoever is handling a lot of the stuff at Lucasfilm is so hit or miss that we just, it's just not working, man. It's not. Look at the state of the fandom. You know, look at the state of Disney stock. Things are just not going well, and they need to shape up quick and hire some new help because it's just going to keep going in the dumps. And then what's going to happen? The stock's going to fall so much that they got to let it go. They got to sell it, and maybe Disney or or Apple will pick it up, or freaking Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or something, you know, just as a a gag, man, you know? And that's the world that I'm wondering, like, is that where it's going to go? So it's really imperative that not only do we have the right people running Star Wars, but also for the future of Star Wars, it's like, we don't want it to be a foster child where it's just like bouncing around without a proper home. We want it to have a proper home with people who love and care for it that can really give it the nurture it needs so that it can expand and flourish to its ultimate potential, right? And not fall victim to the wrong influences like the emperor did to Anakin. We want to see it get his full potential, right? So that's really at the end of the day, that's all I want. I want Star Wars to be as amazing as it can be. And I know it can be amazing. They just got to stop effing up making these mistakes and doing these stupid things. Man, I would have already greenlit so many movies and shows and games. It just like, it blows my mind how they're just, you know, dropping the ball literally on purpose almost. It's like they have a spreadsheet and they're literally like, hey, all the things that we should do, all the things we shouldn't do. And for some reason, they're looking at this side of the the paper. It's like, what do you guys... I don't know. Anyways, I think Kevin Feige could hopefully turn things around. Again, I don't know how knowledgeable he is with Star Wars characters. Like I said, you know, if you guys remember a old... Um, playlist I have on the channel of videos that I used to do. It's like a fantasy battle series, like who would win. And in this series, I would take all these different characters, let's say like Dooku versus Maul or, you know, something totally made up like Anakin versus Yoda. And we would have to kind of really examine the psychology of these characters, their personality traits, their character traits, uh, what they've been through and what what their insecurities are, what their complexes are. You know, they have a chip on their shoulder. What's their fighting style? What's their force powers? This and that. We got to really examine what they're like as a person. And only then can you kind of really deduce where they're going to go in certain scenarios and situations. And if you don't know that in your heart, which only comes from studying these characters and being a fan of these characters for decades, well, you know, you're going to create something that doesn't feel as authentic. And that's what we feel right now with Disney Star Wars. And that's the problem with it. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm all for Kevin Feige if he's going to actually end up running it, running Star Wars, that'd be great. But at the end of the day, you know, proof's in the pudding and um, it's not so much about a name, it's about the product. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Let me know what you think. Do you want Kevin Feige to be running Star Wars or do you not care? (laughs) Have a great day and may the force be with you.